This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, May 8th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez accuses Fox News of incitement and suggests that the news network be held to account under existing federal authority. But there are at least a couple of problems with that. I spoke with Jesse Walker of Reason Magazine about who regulates what and why using the feds to squelch media is the wrong choice. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the uh, New York congresswoman, has suggested that uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson are effectively guilty of incitement of violence. Uh, She was quoted as saying, uh, well, related, she was quoted as talking about what ought to be permissible on air uh, and that when it comes to, in her words, Uh, When it comes to broadcast television like Fox News, there are subject to federal law, federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. Uh, So first of all, there is a a test. There are tests out there to determine what constitutes uh, incitement. But I kind of want to leave that aside for the moment. To what extent can the feds tell Fox News you can't say that on air or you can't say that on your programs? Um, well, they, the FCC certainly can't because um, setting aside any First Amendment questions, uh, the F- Fox News is not licensed by the FCC. It's, uh, it's a cable channel. It's not broadcasting over the AM or FM or VHF or UHF, if you remember that, bands. Um, and, and the regulations that uh, apply to you know, AM and FM and TV stations as far as what you can and cannot legally say on the air. Um, I mean, those just aren't in the ballpark for what Fox News should be um, thinking about legally. So is is she referring to something else then? I um, Well, you would have to ask her what she's referring to. Um, I mean, there is, I mean, incitement is a legal category, um, which, you know, the Supreme Court, you know, weighed in on the boundaries of in Brandenburg. And I I don't think anything on um, any cable channel um, that I've ever seen or heard uh, would fit the definition because it has to do with uh, the threat of imminent violence um, and not the fear that something uh, someone says on the air might lead uh, someone eventually to act on. So again, I mean, this may be what she thinks the law should be, and I would disagree with her about that, but I, it, it simply isn't what the law is now. What, there is, it, it seems like a constant confusion about what the FCC has the power to do with respect to uh, media outlets. Yeah, I mean, I, I, she's not the first person to make a comment like that about um, Fox News. I mean, it, what's funny about this is that for a long time, those of us who've been saying the um, the restrictions on the uh, you know regular broadcasters are too strict, have been saying you know look that those the justification for these rules for things like you know you can't use these seven dirty words and so on on on, uh, on television to quote the name of the famous George Carlin routine you know the indecency regs and and, and other things like that is that there's spectrum scarcity and um, therefore the government needs to decide who has the power uh, or has the right to use the spectrum as a broadcaster and who doesn't and this can be something they keep in mind um, in doing that and then there's more to it beyond that but that's the underlying um, justification. Um, that all these other rules are built upon. 
And as first cable and then satellite and the internet took off, a lot of us have been saying, you know, this spectrum scarcity rationale doesn't really fit the play anymore. I mean, quite apart from the fact that you could fit more stations on the spectrum, that's another argument some of us have been making for a long time. Um, the uh, in, in practical terms, you know, people have all sorts of ways of getting their message out. And we've basically created this odd situation where what were the uh, places you had to go if you wanted to broadcast to a mass audience have now become this reservation where you have these restrictions that the people who are streaming or going over cable uh, don't have, at least don't legally have, because, of course, you can watch a cable channel and still see words bleeped out because that's you know what they would think their audience would prefer, what their advertisers prefer, and so on. There still are market forces and audience reaction and so on at, at play. So, you know, while... When I hear people say we should extend these rules to um, cable channels like Fox or MSNBC or Newsmax or CNN or what have you, I mean, my response is no. If anything, we should be figuring out uh, – we should be reconsidering the rules that have been put in place um, on all these old legacy stations and FM and TV and so on. Yeah, in particular, uh, radio has a, a lot of very special requirements put upon it that uh, – uh, I worked in radio for years. You wrote a book about radio uh, years ago, and it 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 just they just don't make any sense in an age in which that's e even a radio signal that is broadcast terrestrially. You can pick up quite often on the internet. Yeah, and, and there there's also, I mean. My days of doing radio are long in the past, but I remember they would change because there was the safe harbor where you could um, you could you you could broadcast those words, you know, after I think it was 10 p.m., 12 p.m. I, I think it I, I mean midnight. I think it may have changed a few times. I don't remember the specifics. The point is it kept changing and you had to keep up with what the rules were. And then there were some things I don't know if there were actual rules or just sort of um, legal folklore that got passed around from, you know, station manager to station manager about whether it made a difference if you were the person dropping an F-bomb or if it was just on a record, if you're playing it after midnight and that sort of thing. So it's very, um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it creates, you know, confusion. And at this, at this point, if you walk down the street, in a densely packed urban area, you know, I mean, like not where there's not many people, but where there's a lot of folks, you know, just like, going about their business in the middle of the day on a weekday, you're liable to hear somebody yelling one of those seven dirty words across the street to somebody else or to the next car or something like that. You're not being shielded from these. The, the social mores have changed, you know, to the point where some of the words that people got in trouble for, um, uh, it's hard to, I can remember, um, I mean, the seven dirty words, of course, was a, was a routine. That was not like the actual. And I can remember hearing on, I think it was uh, Northern Exposure. Remember that TV show from the 90s? Um, someone used the word pissed. And I thought, oh, wait, that's what, I thought that was one of the words we weren't supposed to say. But I guess they had sort of figured, all right, we're airing this at 10 p.m. And this is our audience and they can handle that. Um, I can, you know, there was some nudity uh, when they aired Schindler's List. And then um, one of the, I don't remember which congressman it was, um, 
actually, I think I do, but I don't want to smear him by saying the wrong name if it's wrong, complained about nudity and Schindler's List when it was broadcast on network TV. And other people said, nobody is, you know, watching Schindler's List as porn or, or anyone who is, you know, is a fringe creep that, you know, is not the, the, the folks we were, these rules were created for. So there's even like in the broadcast days, there was this sort of wiggle room and mores were changing and, and so on. And now we've kind of reached this point where, I mean, whoever, if you think you're being, kids are being shielded um, by these rules, like affects what they can hear on the radio, they can hear them outside and they can hear them online, which is where they're more likely to be going for media now anyway. And just the whole framework is, even if you buy into the idea that the government should be micromanaging what words people can say on the air, and I don't believe that. I'm a very strong civil libertarian, First Amendment guy. This is not an approach that's working and it hasn't worked for decades. For uh, people like AOC and uh, others who would like to bring cable under the purview of uh, what formerly would only have regulated uh, terrestrial broadcasts uh, over actual airwaves, uh, that has to feed sort of right-wing narratives about the degree to which the left would like to control speech. Yes, and if they ever did pass those um, rules, you can be sure that you know President DeSantis would be quite happy to wield them against uh, MSNBC or HBO. You know, I mean, I mean, if, if it were Donald Trump, he would probably be mad at a um, Alec Baldwin playing him. I, I, that's actually on broadcast TV. So, I mean, I mean you could come up with um, all sorts of you know nonsense rationales, um, like especially for something as vague as incitement when you're not even meeting the Brandenburg. Um, uh, you know, definition of incitement. I mean, can you imagine like all the things that people claimed were inciting in Antifa back in 2000, the summer of 2000, I'm sorry, summer of 2020, um, how that would, you know, would have played out if the FCC um, had the power to go after that kind of speech on cable. Uh, it, it would be uh, it would be ridiculous it would, and it would be terrible. Um, and you don't want to open that can of worms, even even if you really think the government should be censoring Fox and it shouldn't be censoring Fox. But even if you really think that, believe me, those powers are going to be used quickly um, against other channels once they've been used in that way against Fox. Jesse Walker is books editor at Reason Magazine. We spoke last week. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 